It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Circa is the location if you want to watch part of the show live. We're up on uh, Twitter and Facebook right now with our stream. John Von Tobel is here. He's familiar with the property because you work here a lot. It's Cofield. I'm familiar with the property. I live in Vegas. Also, I love spend a lot of money here. Do you? Yeah, I love I, This is my favorite spot in town, man. I come here all the time. Are you trying to butter someone up? Maybe. That's also be, true. He needs a food comp. Spend a lot of money on soda. Oh, actually. I mean, we get him good. Yeah. Anyway, you went to, he, went, he went to Barry's. Yeah. Well, so can I tell you a story? <laughs> he went to Barry's and got a bunch, a bunch of people on Twitter like, oh, high roller. I didn't know you were making that kind of money in radio. So I saw him. He took his wife. Oh, here's nice. the thing. So I don't have shame. So I'm willing to tell this story in front of Mike. So that night I saw you guys. Yep. Uh, we were standing out at the mega bar right there. I purposely mentioned that I was going to Barry's in front of Derek and Mike so I could probably get something out of it. And you know what they did? Have a nice dinner. And then they left. I was like, ah, come on. <laughs> How many times do you have people do that to you, where they're like kind of nudging for some kind of comp? Um, well, you don't know. I mean, he wasn't nudging for a comp. I mean, he was, he was well, there. He said he was. We had a comp. He wasn't really nudging no. for a no, comp. No, you weren't? Okay. We could have sent him an appetizer, but what the hell. I mean, he's no. making big bucks at VEASAN. All right. Um, I, uh, Mountain West is not covering my parking. Um, so we're just opening up asking yeah, Mike for favors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we slide that, yeah. We slide that over. So, he's looking at it like, nope. Yeah. Nope. We got a business to run. That parking spot costs money, so sorry. Uh, uh, too bad. On Tuesday or Wednesday, it's not too bad. All right. We'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. So Mike Palm is here. Um, you guys were just talking about mm-hmm. what I, I, I haven't gotten into it. I haven't seen a lot of the commercials. Now that I know Circus part of it, uh, the staff on Cofield & Company is like gaga over Slam Ball. And you guys are tied into it, you, right? Don't look happy. Yeah, we are. We are, we're partners. We're, I mean, these are the big, these, big sponsor name these, these sponsor are the, something. The, the the kids you want, John. You're not yeah, a kid, but 32. these yeah, you, these are the guys you want. That demo and slap, and that we we do it all. But uh, oh, I love slap. Oh, this slap. slam ball. Derek gets to like go and do like you know be on ESPN two or whatever. That the big thing was ESPN two. Yep. Obviously, that's been covered on ESPN two. So there's a lot of exposure for your brand. Uh, I think for two of the ten games or whatever it is their schedule, he gets to go there and be there and on air with the announcers and do like a three minute commercial or whatever. So there's a ton of exposure. Um, I, I probably won't make it, make it just like <laughs> I, I didn't make it with the crew that went to the slap fight or whatever it was there. But that sponsorship was terrific because it gets us to play, be able to show UFC at Stadium Swim for the next Ooh. fourteen fights. So, I oh, mean, is that, that right? That's huge yeah the partnership with dana white there so we i mean the, the one we did a couple weeks ago we had 2300 people out there for that so has derek or anybody from circuit gotten to slam a ball like is that part uh, of the agreement yeah not yet not no, yet and i'm not sure if it will be Derek. well i don't know i who knows what ends up i mean all the, the fine details of a contract i'll give you this pitch for free okay let's say somebody's running down the court and says derek what's the guarantee and yeah. then slams the ball let come on yeah. That's next year. That would be pretty good. Yeah. That's not a bad idea at all. It's an ideas guy. He's an ideas guy. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know a lot of the personalities on VSIN. Love them. You know, good network. Um, with Power Slap, I mean, is there someone on VSIN you'd like to give a Power Slap to? Uh, uh, not for it. Not on air. Nobody on air. Ooh, that's no, a good one. Okay. So there is someone. There is someone. We were going to air it. We were just, you know. Nobody on here. You want to slap someone? <laughs> we'll set it up, right? If they got to take it, they got to take it. Yeah. Too bad. All right, so what is this for you guys having the Mountain West Conference here uh, with their media days? It's it's unbelievably huge, and we got it through a connection with the Las Vegas Bowl. 
the commissioner sent uh, some of her staff here to do a site visit, and they had several, and, and we land. I couldn't believe we landed it. I mean, but uh, talking to everybody that uh, works with the different schools in the conference, they're really thrilled with it. I mean, compared to when we were in Phoenix in the convention center, I mean, this is so much nicer. Obviously, it's not as big, but with the ballroom space and this pre-function area, which they've really used as a home, I mean, it feels really natural. And the markets that we reach, you know, from Hawaii to Northern California, where we're pushing because of our, our relationship with Sparks and UNR, Boise's been a great market for us and, and their fan base, and into Colorado, where we're already at, and in Mexico. So it, it's just a perfect perfect uh, meshing with with our brand now it was bad enough that i already did the the valet ask okay um i will do this on the air because i would love to hook something up we're on in reno for an hour every day actually uh-huh. we're on right now uh so make sure we'll, we'll talk about the property in sparks um i would love to do shows up there and be at your property because you know you know mm-hmm. cofield and company we do a ton of remotes so i'm not asking for an answer now but yeah. some plant a seed there um how is it going in sparks because that was the, the first new casino in it was yeah. like 25 plus years up there, right? Legends Bay. It's beautiful little casino. We were up there for opening night. Um, we're doing a sign up weekend like we do the last weekend in August here. We're doing Northern Nevada sign up weekend, the 4th and 5th. Derek and I will be up there, Banksy. Actually, Tim Murray and uh, Sean King are going to do their Friday show from up there at Legends really? Bay. Oh, really? Cool. Yep. So uh, it'll be cool. Try to drive people from the you know the Bay Area and Northern Nevada over there, and I, I think that's an untapped market for us, right? We haven't. It, it opened like six days before the NFL season started last year, so it was hard for us. Couldn't generate a lot of signups for the contest, but I think we really need to target that market. So many people, drivable range up there. I think you're right. I know uh, you know Cal Neva for for a while did yeah. really good business up there, so you guys should be able to kick booty and get into that market. Um, can we talk about the Mountain West Conference a little bit from a future standpoint? Oh, really? I was prepared with Otani talk. I heard oh, Jonathan. Oh, we're gonna boy. we're gonna do it. We'll, oh, we'll wait a minute. We'll, we'll solve his. Uh, I had Chris Bennett go and say, "What would the? How would he adjust the odds on each team if they acquired? We'll get to that. Okay. If they acquired right. Otani, no, you know it's pretty amazing. Actually, really? we we do have a lot more material on Otani to get to. Um, one before we do that, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> well, uh, he's not going anywhere. It was. He's not so going to let, let's, let's, let's play along, right? Let, let's say he does get traded. Um, one of our gambling guests yesterday was talking about the fact uh, that what would you guys do with the AL MVP market if Otani went to the NL with 100 games under his belt? Would you keep booking? You pull it off? Like, I think it would be a fascinating thing to keep booking with the possibility that a guy could win a, an MVP in a league in 100 games because he, he might. I. That's my argument why he won't get traded, because I don't think Artie Moreno could sit across the table from him and tell him I'm taking away your MVP. Right. I really believe that. I believe really? Artie Moreno will not have that conversation with that kid. He will not do it to him, and he's not going to the American League. So if they do trade him, which they should trade him, but he's... He, he's <laughs> this is great. I do believe that. I, 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 really believe, I really believe that, but I don't believe Artie Moreno can have that conversation with So that should make you irate. <laughs> well, no, so here's the thing. I, I'm, I've always been in the same mindset. Yeah. I think they should, mm-hmm. and I think they won't. And I yep. think it's along those lines. And I actually think you're giving Artur Marino a lot of credit. I don't think he do, he wants to do it to, like, hurt Otani. Yeah. I think he's a stubborn guy. Yeah. He's a guy who put the team up for sale, and a lot of people celebrated, and he was like, you know what? No. And he took it off the market. Like, I think that's what Artur Marino has shown himself to be. But I think overall, like what you're hitting at here, and they're also, let's be realistic, and I am an Angels fan. They're only four and a half games out. They win a big series against the Yankees. They've got six games, Pirates, Tigers coming up. It's a scenario they can find themselves in only two and a half games out and maybe doing something. They might be playing a meaningful game in September for the first time in a generation. It's possible. (laughs) It's It's actually possible. 
I think, he, but I don't think he's going anywhere. So, what were the, some of the odds if he did move? What were some of the it, big changes? It's interesting. Every team cut their odds at least in half, except the Braves, who he took from three sixty to two forty. Yep. Padres seventy five to one to eighteen to one. Get out of here! Really? I, mean, this, Seven I had him. Games? I had him work on this for three days. Seven and a half games out. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and I think there's no shot with the Padres. But anyhow, um, Astros from twelve to one to five to one. Um, Dodgers from seven to one to seven to two. Giants from twenty to one to nine to one. Uh, he's not going to Texas, but Rangers eight to one to four to one. Yankees thirty to one to ten to one. Uh, Mets a hundred to one to twenty two to one. It's very, very <laughs> it's pretty impressive, isn't it? What one guy could do to uh, to the whole market? Why don't you bet like four of these on speculation? <laughs> Because I don't think he's going anywhere. I'm like, I am dead set that he's not going anywhere. He should. Again, I will emphasize that. He Absolutely should. has to go, but right. he won't. But they're not going no, to. He won't. Being a fan of that team must be. Why, why do you do it? Oh, what are you talking? I'm still raging over the Sunday night baseball loss, especially yeah. after the way they played the last two nights. It's it's incredible watching this happen. And I think you're actually, honestly, you're at a point now with this team where realistically you could talk yourself into, no, you don't trade Otani at the deadline. You call anybody and see if they'll take Mike Trout at the yeah. deadline. And see if they can ship him off and get something. And then say, look, we'll build around you. Like, look at all the things we got for Mike. Not this Mike. Mike Trump. <laughs> you, know, we're fan, you know, we're pretty close with the, the executives with the Padres. And last August, we went down to a Twins-Padres game. And they were talking about having their marketing staff do a deep study into what does he mean to ticketed merchandising yes. sales to come. Yeah, this is about money. I mean, this is a huge Of course, you have to have uh, – I, I think – He's going to go, if he went somewhere, it would be with a strong Asian community. That's why I say I don't think it's Texas teams. But um, the, the, what he does outside of baseball is pretty impressive, too. Are you guys looking at this when we're talking trades? Because we got into this last week about rent-a-player. Are you, are you talking, are you thinking he's getting traded somewhere and that's where he's going to stay? Is that your reason for, hey, the Rangers? He's not going to be with Texas because no. he's not a rent-a-player. Right. That's my thought behind it. That, my whole thing, too, has been I think people are under – people keep talking about the baseball aspect of it, right, like the Mets giving him money yep. or whatever. He's going to get that money wherever he goes. I don't think like the collective we are making enough about the lifestyle. You know, the strong Asian community. Like you said, you made, you know, made, you made the comment he's not yep. going anywhere. Yep. Yeah, because he's not leaving Los Angeles. Because mm-hmm. staying in L.A., having the lifestyle built up, and just being like, hey, different uniform and actually win games this time. Like that's, I think that's a pretty strong draw. I think weather is the factor for him. He's not going to go to a cold-weather team, which is why I think it, it – he doesn't want to go to New York, right? I, Yankee Stadium has been his house of horrors, right? I mean, he's his yep. worst starts, and he just hasn't been well there. But San Diego makes sense. San Francisco makes sense. Seattle's shown they've spent money. I don't think they're going to trade him to those teams. But those are all, like, landing spots that would make sense for him. Mike Palm's with us. Cofield and Company, of course, he's uh, down here at Circa. So, the contest. Let's talk about him. Let's get people stirred up about your contest. We'll be fine for Survivor. We'll have trouble to get there in the millions. I mean, mm-hmm. normally at this time, Survivor's pacing like 5 or 10% ahead of the millions. It's almost doubled it right now. Uh, you know, I said that it would get to 10,000 entries by next year. It might get there this year. I mean, people love this Survivor contest because it seems so simple. Mm-hmm. Right? And then when they get knocked out, it's always a bad beat because you've picked a team that's supposed to win. That's Correct. the beauty of it. I took a bad beat. I'm going to win it next year. I wouldn't have this horrible beat. And I've talked to some of the proxies, and they said it's amazing. You know, guys that got two or three entries this year are getting six or seven oh, wow. survivors. So, you know, it's, it's two very different contests, you know, $1,000 buy-ins. But one, you pick a winner every week. Uh, just a win, one winner, can't repeat a team. And the other one is the five games against the point spread, but 
a lot of ways to win. If you get hot for four or five weeks and win a quarter, you know, you win almost $200,000 too. So for me, it's hard to come up with five picks in a week. Yes. That's just my own mentality. I get to like the third pick and I'm, I'm good, right? Come up with five. I think that's why people do partnerships. Like Parles and Wes Reynolds, who would spend right. 12 hours on the phone trying to come up with their five picks every Two week. Two of those were about football. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they do because, you know, you have different different perspectives. But the contests have been great, and yeah, they've re- they really put our sports book on the map before anybody knew. Circa wasn't built yet, but you came out with these contests. So I know I'm, we've had people approach Derek wanting to buy the rights to Survivor and stuff. It's, it's pretty wild. Real quick, for anybody who might be a little familiar with it, w- yeah. uh, rule changes for this year and, and why they are positive for the contest. Yeah, so we we upped the number of entries is is basically is the is the key thing. We went from three in the millions to five, and we went from six in the survivor to ten. Which I told Derek, you've got to do that because why make people bring their neighbors and their mailman and all this to get the number of entries they want? Some guys want eighty entries, they want sixty entries. So um, those are the key things. We're still the schedule worked out so we could make Christmas still on its own, and so we still have the twenty weeks. Um, no guarantee, no no uh, bonus for the per- perfect this year, but we upped it two million. So I mean, you, you've sort of you could have said seven with a bonus, but it's better just to have eight as a as a baseline. We got thirty seconds left. Mike Mountain West, you want to talk about the Mountain West? No, you know what I was. I actually uh, I wanted to give you a chance to pimp what a big deal it is with your sportsbook with those screens to have UFC available to people. Oh yeah, that it, is a big deal. It's awesome. I mean, when Dana White, we actually had Dana White come in, and Dana White said, "If if you can't be at UFC, there's no place else in the world you should watch it than here." I mean, with his brand, it, it's pretty awesome. Whether it's in the book or it's at Stadium Swim, they're unforgettable, you know, experiences, and that's what people sell now. They don't sell products; they spell, sell experiences. Good to go. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a lot of questions, but we don't have the time. So. <laughs> we can. I mean, if Mike wants to stay around, we can. We can carry it over. Yeah, we can do one more segment. You got the time? Sure. All right. Mike Palm's going to stick with us. We'll get in more uh, business and, and book news at Circa. Rolling on, you heard it. Reno, Vegas. Reminder, this hour is brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Offices in Reno and Henderson and Vegas. 766-1400 is the number to call from anywhere in the state. Of Nevada, 775 in the north. JVT is here. Here is Circa, one of the uh, bosses here at Circa. Mike Palm is on with us. It's Steve Cofield. We're at Mountain West Conference Football Media Days. We're going to talk to uh, one of the Wolfpack players, uh, Brandon Tarleton, towards the end of the hour. San Diego State player, uh, tight end pro prospect Mark Redman in the 5 o'clock hour. And then all the coaches tomorrow, including Barry Odom. If you missed Naki Fahina from Rebel Football, we'll have that up on video and audio up on uh, podcasts and social media platforms. All right. I'm surprised you guys didn't spend the whole break talking about your berries meal. It was good. I love berries. I know. Look, I, I, I'll never – I always appreciate the nice things that I get. Like Derek gave me access to a nice parking garage. i over the moon thankful for it every single time I get to come here. So I never like to ask. There are people that I work with that will have no shame in asking. Oh, it's so. awful. It really is. Yeah. It's they, awful. They piss me off more than anybody. It's the people that work with us that think that, yeah. well, we should give them everything at cost or free or this yeah. and that. Well, we're running a business here still. Uh, Mike, I'll be honest with you. That when I come out to, like, to, have, to do shenanigans out here, I won't use my fob. I, I won't even. Yeah. Do, I'll pay for the parking because you know what? I'm here. I'm not here on business. I'm here on pleasure. One of I'm the here to one of our producers got married during the course of, of in the last few years, okay. and she said, "Can you get me a reservation at Andiamo?" This is before. Oh yeah, before, right. I and know so, who it is. so I set it up with Ken Carter, and I said, "Bring in a bottle of champagne over to the table." But he said she was shocked when I brought the bill. I mean, she just assumed that it was going to. 
no. going to be comped. I, why would I have ever comped her whole meal? Well, she, but here's the thing. So, so here's people getting outed. People well, getting outed. I know who it is. But, <laughs> yeah, but, but I knew a though, lot of the people he was speaking of are. But, but I'll, I'll say this, which is kind of, I guess, disappointing about that interaction is, even if you expected it, when it comes out, you shouldn't show the disappointment, yeah, that, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's the, uh, you know, that's it. So. That's all. Look, I, you know me. I, I'm kind of like the Adam Hill. Like Adam Hill does this, like the martyr thing. I will never – I've been told, like, why can't you ask? Like, just go get – I'm like, no. Like, I don't want to ask. If it's offered, I'll take it, but I'll never want to ask for these things. Never. Jonathan's still upset we took Jacob Roach to Game 7 of uh, the, the Wild. Well, you know what? So here's the thing. It's one of our producers. What's this story? It was one of our old producers. Oh, yeah. just, like, it, went to a, it wasn't even that. There's sometimes where I'm like, how do these connections get made? I'm like, I feel like I've known Derek and Mike for a while. <laughs> I'm like, and then I see this picture. He's on the glass pounding. But he, like, was, he was producing my show at the mall yeah, at the time. That was the connection. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, I so wanted Mike to be like, you know what he asked? Yeah. No, 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 that would have been a No, because that's yeah. why I, I – I, I'm, I'm not a comp guy either, and I really don't ask for anything. But, but uh, our buddy Adam Hill is a martyr. He won't ask for anything. And sometimes I'm like, you can ask. Like, you're, you know, every once in a while you can ask. If you do it all the time, then forget about it. Meanwhile, can I just say how good Adam Hill was filling in for Paul that summer when Paul took his long vacation? Adam Hill is so good. He was by far Mitch's best partner of everybody they tried to run through, whether it was you, me, um, humans did it a lot. I mean, he's how he doesn't have a job on the network, I don't oh, know. No. I, I feel don't, like we're, I running, do, I feel I like we're running afoul of programmers. Anyhow, oh, and oh, no. I already have enough problems. That, that was a great <laughs> summer. That, Lotus. <laughs> that was a great summer. That, that My, summer where I actually. All right. No, can, all I right tell, can I tell a real quick story? Because that, that's great about I, that By summer? the way, I agree with you. Adam should have. That That would be a great kid. He's very good. Yeah. We well, love him as a member of the company. So it does tie into like radio stuff because like, you know, when you people don't like change. You know, people don't like change at all. The betting sheet's going away at certain shops. You know what I mean? People don't like change at all. And i tell you this. Hold on. So that summer, why you get? We'll go there. Yeah. But that summer, <laughs> when I filled in. in one of those weeks that I filled in, I actually had like a small procedure here. I had a cyst removed, so I had a scar right here that had fresh stitches. So I changed seats with Mitch. I'm like, hey man, I got a stitch right here. Like I don't want to have that side of my face facing the camera. Can we just switch? So my immediately, why is he in Paul's seat? What's happening? I'm like, yeah. dude, chill. Like I'm just, <laughs> I'm just sitting here. I even had to tweet somebody because he tweeted me constantly. He was DMing me. I'm like, I have a scar with Wait, fresh stitches on the side of my was face. Was he tweeting you himself? No, 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 it was no. It was like a, it was like a fan, like a super listener. Fan. Oh my super god, fans. they're really super that loyal. Fans. Why were yes. you in that seat? And I'm like, I have a scar, an open wound on the side of my face that one day was actually leaking pus. I just don't want you to see it. They're they're crazy. <laughs> can I ask you about that really quick? Since I opened the can of worms, you guys saw a betting sheets, right? Yes. What do you think of the outrage behind it? Um, exactly. It's uh, I could see people being a little perturbed, but the out, it's incredible. I mean, it's like the lead story on every show. No more betting sheets. Hey, oh, my God. Great content started on the weekend show, by the way. I'm just going to throw that out Well, there. the thing is, get an app, right? Get an app, 100%. look up at the board. Get an app, look up at oh, the now board. You're, you're, mean, now you're going to cross them. Now you're well, going to be on the wrong side of them. No, I'm just saying. Because that's exactly what I said. I'm, I'm like, are we, can, are we serious with this? I'm more concerned about people that don't put out overnight lines anymore. I mean, that's the bigger affront. You can't get an overnight baseball line. I agree with that. And here's the thing. <laughs> so, the like, sheets. Unbelievable. <laughs> at Cir- so, at Circa, correct me if I'm wrong, because I do have an account. Yeah. You need an account to access the odds. Mm-hmm. Even like my whole argument, too, was the place you're complaining about is a free account. You yeah. don't even you, need you can, an account you, to you get can, the odds. You can get a read-only account with us. You, okay, you, cool. don't, you don't have to make a deposit. There There's two separate types of accounts. All right. Like uh, Hoops has. So I agree. Spetnoff. <laughs> 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 I feel like there's just barbs being delivered left and right. People are taking strays. I just didn't even know why they were getting strays on the show. I'm just here. All I know is that there's one person at this table getting in trouble with the main network, and it's not Mike. So. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. That's right. 
I'm here. Careful. Uh, so we mentioned Mountain West earlier. Yeah, something um, going on here. Yeah, yeah, Mountain we got West. Mountain West Conference uh, Football Media Day. Um, do you guys have everything posted in terms of uh, conference futures? We do. Uh, Boise's the favorite, as they should be. I mean, they ran the table last year. We're not the best price in the market, like I told the people. Shop around. Just, you don't take the Circa price because we're at Circa. I yeah. mean, you, you can get a little better than two to one. But uh, I think they deserve to be that. They're the most dynamic offense. you got your quarterback back. They have some secondary issues, I think. We'll know a lot about them from the – I mean, they got a brutal preseason schedule. Yep. Compare them with Air Force. Air Force is going to be favored in every game until they go to Boise to close the season, right? Um, but they're going to get better. So in terms of betting to win the conference, I think that preseason schedule plays in their favor. If you want to say, hey, Air Force is going to make the championship game because of their easy schedule, that's an angle to take them at 4-1. to one. They're not going to be a $4 dog when you play Boise or whoever in the championship game. There's two betting angles. I think San Diego State's interesting at 7-1 to one just because they were a different team with Maiden last year once they made the quarterback change. And, uh, you know, obviously Derek loves Brady Hoke and the Michigan connection. So that, that's probably the only places I would look if I was looking at a future here. Tell you what, one of the better prices on Fresno State, too, 4-1. to one. Okay. You know, well, you and I both like Fresno I State. I agree. Right? Yeah. I, think, I think Fresno's very underrated. I think they're overlooked almost every year. And, yeah, Jake Hayner's in the NFL, yeah. but they've got a transfer quarterback in. And I'm not saying Hayner was a system quarterback, but it is a really good system for quarterbacks. Well, yeah, of course. You Jeff, Jeff Tedford. Jeff Tedford is a freaking genius, <laughs> yeah. a very underrated guy. Okay, um, you know, your neck of the woods, traditionally Big Ten. Yeah. So what are we looking at in the Big Ten? Anything interesting? The West is always interesting, right? Because there's like four or five teams every year that could compete. Um, Iowa, and, I, and I'm not a big proponent of betting Iowa. I was on Minnesota last year. I was wrong. But, you know, I, what can Iowa do with a real quarterback? We, we really haven't seen it. You could argue you haven't seen an elite quarterback at Iowa since Chuck Long. I mean, you, to, make, to make that argument. So I think that's interesting. They've sort of, you know guilted the Ference and his son you know the contract they got to get 25 we're going to post that by the way will the Hawkeyes average 25 points a game yes or no because that ties into his son the offensive coordinator's contract sure especially in Iowa that'll be a fun bet you don't like that what that that they did that to him that they're they're, you know basically hey here's some standards you got to get there on offense well I don't know that it's the worst thing it 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 makes for good conversation for guys like us and and it puts a little bit of pressure on him I I mean mean, the angle I like is and I don't know if we want to go down this path, but we have a, we do have a nation that has a pretty interesting approach to nepotism. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. with this kid, I mean, he has not been productive. By the way, am I wrong? Wasn't he tied to the strength coach a little bit with some of his yeah. behavior in the past? So yeah. he kept his job after that, underachieving offense, and people are going to get mad that he has some incentives that he has to reach? Yeah. Too bad. Yeah. I was like – the, the loyalty they show their head coaches. I mean, you can go through everybody that's been there. I mean, you know, but Bluter was there for 20-plus for years. Stringer was there before. I mean, just all of them. Gable. They don't get rid of anybody. They, they leave. Lute Olson left, right? George Raveling left. They don't fire anybody. Fran will coach there until he dies and until he doesn't, right, which they, he probably will, might not be. But I will uh, jump in and say they did, get, they did tell Offord to hit the bricks, but I don't know that that was necessarily just wins and losses. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Reno. I know you're listening, but uh, I'm sorry, Coach Alford, if you're listening up in I Reno. I thought he was but. very good at New Mexico. That's all I'll say. Okay. I thought he did a good job in New Mexico. And, yeah. you know, I grew up in Iowa, so I knew both sides of it from him playing at Indiana. And, and I got to meet him when actually at the Sparks opening Okay. Uh, at, uh, at uh, Legends Base. So he and his assistants, they were really gracious with Derek and I. Last year of Big Ten with the divisions? Yeah. This year, right? Yeah, I think so. What do you, how do you guys feel about no divisions? I, don't, I love it. I, you like it? I, do. I don't In the Big like Ten? No, I'm just talking in general. Like, um, you know, and I think the American Conference, 
soured me on it because, like, the last game of the year is always a replay to the conference champion. I always yeah. think it's, like, anticlimactic, right? I guess but, it could hurt that. But that's the, the only but, Come on, Mike. Yeah. In the Big Ten, it's so lopsided. Yeah, it's very, but it makes it interesting in the West because one of those teams is going to get to a title game. So it's, it's always talk okay. about get, take the plus price and yeah. then try to middle the title You want to tell them why I'm not objective on this one? Rutgers? Yeah. Because Rutgers comes yeah. limping into the conference, yeah. they go right into the freaking big boy division. And they got, <laughs> yeah. they don't have much of a chance anyway, but they're just freaking blistered by that division. I was looking forward to that Rutgers UCLA rivalry. Oh, they, the, the joke is just <laughs> they're very similar schools. Okay, they had the same kind of mission. Hey. UCLA might be a little better at sports. Hey, in twenty in twenty years, my kids, that's all they're going to know. Rutgers UCLA yes, it'll be <laughs> storied Big Ten I get, program. I get to see my. It's not school. easy to go to the rack. I'll tell you that. That's, exactly, it yep. isn't. It really is. I'm a real basketball <laughs> program. Yep. All right, now we got the rail. Now, now I'm thrown <laughs> off here with Big Ten chatter. Um, SEC. What are we looking at for numbers in the SEC? I mean, this really is. This is an incredible, uh, not incredible, but it's a, quite the transformation from no one is ever going to catch Alabama to. Oh, I guess uh, Georgia caught them and passed them, and now they're way ahead of them. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, if, if there's a year where it's at Ohio State or somebody, I think it's interesting because you have, you know, the turnover of quarterbacks. It it does look like Kirby's gotten the upper hand there, but maybe this is a year somebody else can sneak in uh, outside of those teams that have just dominated the sport. I mean, it's it's gotten to the point where it's not even funny anymore. I mean, right? So, yeah. I, I, got, like, I, I got like 20 left. You guys were having so much fun, I lost track of my clock. Twenty left. What do we got? What do we got in terms of odds at the top, or, uh, or an upset pick? Um, uh, no upset pick. I'm going to pass on the SEC. <laughs> All, right. All right, there you go. LSU. Okay, Everybody Mike. We appreciate it. the time. Thanks for hosting yeah. the event. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Any clue coming back? None. You were you were looking uh, very curiously at me. Like, who the hell is this? I mean, I would assume it has something to do with uh, Saudi Arabia coming in and poaching some guys. Well, that was that was the discussion. Yeah, uh, that was from the Levitard show. Okay, which um, I do want to follow up on our discussion about Levitard versus Woj. Uh, Demond sent that in, and Demond can tell you that was what Mike Ryan from Levitard interviewing. Uh, here we go, a little wrestling reference. Demond loves this. I'm glad I'm leading in with. Anyway, uh, Tony Khan, who's a you know, also part of a family that is ultra rich and is in uh, to soccer as well, and owns the Jaguars. That was quite bold on his part, taking a shot at the Saudis, huh, Demond? Oh yeah, definitely bold. I mean, in his bio on Twitter, he's got an owner. I mean, once Shad Khan is done, he gets the Jaguars, and they also owned Fulham over in the Premier League. So he's technically an owner because if Shaq Khan goes any day, that's all his. So for him to come out there and say that's someone in ownership, I'm taking it as an owner saying, hey, we don't want that Saudi money here. They can get away yep. with anything, even murder. I can't imagine any other owner or son. Is Stephen Jones going to say that about the Saudis? If we're no. Even the owner's son? Yeah, exactly. No, no, because guys like the, the Jones boys, um, no, because they know they – they know they might need the Saudi money down the road. Mm-hmm. Although it is funny, for the super rah-rah American folks, speak out. Right. If you're, if you're hey, no one can kneel because it's an affront to the flag, yeah, what is opening or uh, welcoming the Saudis into American sports with open arms? So that, that's, that, Is that patriotic? Of course not. Can I ask? I, I love the double standard because it's money. Because you know the infusion will help every league. Mm. Uh, right now, most owners aren't saying anything. And I think Tony Khan also, um, there's a boldness to Tony Khan because he's, he's young. And he hasn't been in those circles where everything is intertwined. 
But yeah, that was Mike Ryan talking soccer with Tony Khan, and Tony Khan's like, yeah, the Saudis are coming after uh, Premier League players. We want to keep all our players, but yeah. It's amazing what they're doing right now. They're trying to get into sports. You can get away with murder. Hmm. And then he paused for a second and smiled. Like He knows what he was saying. I just wonder, that's got to be a lot harder to pull off if you're the Saudis, right? A soccer league? I mean, I know they have a lot of financial backing, but yeah. you can you can poach you know, well, however many golfers they got from PGA Tour and then start a tour and then be fine because it's an individual sport. I mean, and golf, you can have no one on the course and no one cares about the attendance. Where you're going right. to play these... Is this going to be the XFL? They're going to play at one stadium all the time with this, the eight teams? Right. Or are they going to play every two days? They're going to play like three-man soccer? And then force people to go to the games? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Maybe. <laughs> cheer! Or else. Like, yeah, you know right. what I mean? Like, that's, right. Is that what they're going to do? So I, I wouldn't worry about – I'm more interested in what you're talking about. Yeah. Which American is like, sports. American sports are not even that. Like, it's just like, oh, hey, by the way, let's say Team X comes up for sale. Yep. Oh, we'll go over asking. Here you go. Say no now. Say I, no I, when the I, team I, is – I was oh, joking about, about your team. About the Angels. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. What are they worth? Over two bill? I don't even know what baseball prices are anymore. So, you know, say Moreno's like, hey, let, you know, Angels are up for sale, and, you know, the highest bids are $2.1, $2.2 billion, and the Saudis are like, all right, $4 billion. Now, the great thing for – the reason I actually would want to see it in baseball, because I think Rob Manfred's a terrible commissioner, is my wish is that the Saudis were allowed to buy a team. Like, I – I mean, I wouldn't want him, I wouldn't want him here in Vegas, right. but – but with the Angels, be like, oh, okay, you guys are struggling for money. You can't keep Otani. Um, what's the payroll? One sixty. Yeah, we'll make it four hundred, mm-hmm. and then blow away the rest of baseball. And Manfred would be like, what the hell did we just do? I can't well, believe we let him in. That's also why I now they're really blowing away the Yankees, the Dodgers, and the Red Sox with the payroll. I mean, there is a name that's been standing there waiting for the Angels to go on sale. Joe Lacob. I would have loved that. Yeah, much better owner. Much better owner. Yeah, good for Tony Khan. We'll see if any American sports owners speak up. They won't. Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Football season, it's getting close, it's getting close. Uh, Raiders, the young guys report this week, the rookies, and then uh, the 25th and 26th is when the the big boys are at Raiders camp. College football is right around the corner. Uh, I was going to call it training camp. Uh, fall practice begins at most schools late July, early August. I think the Rebels, I don't know uh, the Wolfpack schedule. We can look that up. But I know the Rebels are in UNLV's in uh, the 4th and 5th. So we got a bunch of players walking around here, and uh, each school brings two players. And it was interesting. A couple of kickers made the roster. Generally, you know, you don't have kickers on Sports Talk Radio or with the media, but I'm into it. This is a big kicker show. Brandon Talton is a really good kicker for the Wolfpack, and we had a chance to grab him a couple of minutes ago. And I mentioned the fact that, hey, it's two of you guys here. Two kickers made the roster. You guys are doing interviews. You've hit the big time. It is pretty cool, yeah. I, I didn't expect to come here, obviously, but yeah. I'm, I'm definitely honored. What's, uh, what's it been like doing interviews so far as a kicker? It's good. I mean, I've had a good amount of interviews beforehand um, just because of my past in Nevada and whatnot, but uh, it's definitely a lot today, a lot a lot of interviews yeah. and uh, talking a lot. I, I don't know if I've ever talked this much in my life. but <laughs> Well, it's, a, it's an overlooked and underrated position, yeah. but it is a very important position. Uh, like as an example here in town, 
for the Raiders, our kickers are actually kind of, I wouldn't say stars, but they're pretty big with the media with Carlson. Yeah. Carlson's awesome. Well, yeah, well, they're some of the best kickers in, 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 in NFL, so. Yeah, it's amazing because I've been on the field watching you, and you've got you know, you've got an incredible leg, and you know, watch other kickers and watch punters. Man, watching NFL kickers at that level yeah. as Especially compared to person. college, and I'm not saying, like, you're yeah. a great kicker. In person, it is, it's just different. Yeah. I don't know what it is. The sound of the ball is different. Yeah. Well, those balls are different, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those NFL ones are juicy. All right. So let's let's talk about the kicking game in general. First of all, you've been highly accomplished over the years. Why are you back? Why'd you come back? And, you know, are you, obviously, I'm sure you would like to play professional football. Yeah, so of course. what went into the decision? Because maybe you, you could have gone in that direction. Yeah. I mean, it was either, it was either stay, transfer, or... Um, try to go to the NFL, right? So this is the three options, and I didn't want to transfer, and I didn't want to go to the NFL yet. I didn't think I, I didn't think I felt as accomplished here at Nevada yet. I felt like I still had it le left on the table. I mean, last year with breaking my collarbone and not being able to play the whole entire season, if I were to play last year and I get 20 or so field goals and I break all the records I wanted to break, I'm, I'm probably gone right now, right? I'm probably trying to go to the NFL. But that didn't happen, so I chose to come back and play another year, and I chose to stay at Nevada rather than transferring because it's closer to home, and I love Nevada, and I've had roots here, and that's, I, if I want to stay to break records, I'm not going to break them somewhere else in a year. So it's, it's, it's something that I wanted to do last year, and it didn't end up happening, so I'm back. So without getting yourself in trouble and, you know, take us behind the curtain about the transfer yeah. thing now, because with college athletes, I, I would assume, I don't even know how it works. I don't know who contacts you. I would assume you, you must have had someone reach out to you, especially for such a specialized position. I'm sure there are major programs that are like, my God, this kid's got a resume. Let's get him in here. Yeah, I mean... You kind of just know, like, if you were to transfer where you could go, like, just places-wise, because, um, like, if you if you have a good resume, right, and you play really well, you know that there's going to be other teams that are going to want you that are in need of a kicker or a kicker's leaving, right, and whatnot. And the thing with me, and I've had a lot of people tell me this, obviously, um, within our Nevada program and whatnot, um, that if you were to transfer, you'd have your take a pick like take a pick like you're gonna probably go wherever you'd like but is that gonna be greener right is it gonna be better for me is that gonna be something that I want to actually do and you kind of just I mean there's guys that get lost in the transfer portal right and that's always a worry but I felt like I, I uh, if I wanted to transfer I could have been confident enough to know I would have landed somewhere whether it's in the Mountain West or in the Power Five or right. and whatnot and and I know the NIL opportunities are bigger in those places but that's not really like a concern for me. It is one of the very underpublicized deals that people go into the portal and get lost. Yeah, they, they you know not and they that never they never make it they, out. Yeah, they never make it out. Uh, they never get the offers. So, you know, being safe and staying where you are is interesting. The other thing is, and, you know, I'm much older than you, so I, I think our generations, uh, we're just cool with kind of being where we are. Yeah. You know, I've been here in Vegas now for, you know, 27 years. There's This, this is going to sound so old. I'm like, hey, whippersnapper. But there is something about your generation that I admire that kids are like, yeah, I'll try something new. Yeah. And maybe without a safety net, um, I admire it. But there yeah. is something about well, being in a situation where yeah. you know everything and you're comfortable and yeah. not taking the risk. Well, I think people do that now is because everyone's parents 
baby them nowadays and they give them oh, that safety net. Look at you. And I feel like it's be, they take those chances because they know their parents are going to bail them out if it doesn't work out, right? Uh, you so, should, you, but you shouldn't talk like that. You, you, should, know, you, you guys, got, I can't, every generation's got to stick together. No, you don't, don't want to give no, us ammo. I know. Be like, well, kids I, these days. Yeah, well, I, well, my parents grew up, grew up a little old school because, I mean, we grew up around 80s music and all that stuff. Grow, like My whole life, I never really knew any other music. I grew up to Black Eyed Peas and my dad's 99 Tahoe all the time. That's all I ever listened to. All right. But, uh... <laughs> But I just I think people take those chances nowadays because they know there's more of a safety net of of having that backup, like of people bailing them out when they make a wrong decision. Back in the day, if you're going to make that wrong decision, you're probably screwed and you're going to have to figure it out later on. Right. Or you buy a car and you can't afford it and whatnot and kind of just figure it out. You can't call mom and dad to pay for it. Right. Yeah. But I know I'm, I'm I'm comfortable and I also love it. And I love being closer to home, too. So it kind of is what it is. And you're right. I like I don't want to venture out. I don't want to I don't want to venture out and see what's out there. I, I enjoy where I'm at. Brandon Salton, the uh, kicker for Nevada, Wolfpack kicker. Um, if you mis-ID'd him as like Adam Vinatieri, no, he's still a guy in his 20s, but I like <laughs> I like the whole kids these days speech. Why are you guys going to be much better this year? Because last year was horrible. Because <laughs> yeah. last year was just something that, uh, that we uh, had to go through. It's not, I mean, if we ended up going or doing extremely well and going to a bowl game, that would have exceeded everyone's expectations, obviously, right? Because everyone left our program. We had 56 guys on the roster when Coach Wilson came here, and you have 120 normally. That's, that's, that's like, unheard of. To, to recruit and teach everyone the game plan from March to the first game, that's, like, that's ridiculous. Like, for everyone to know every possible thing, to know everyone else's job, like, to be the quarterback, that, that's got to be painful. To, to, learn, to learn a whole new playbook and to learn everyone else's positions, that's got to be tough. And so the fact that we've gotten a whole, whole year now under the same playbook and everyone knows it, and we got a whole year of recruiting, legitimate recruiting, not, oh, let's get guys out of the transfer portal really quick just so we can play a season. Um, I think it's going to be an amazing, an amazing year compared to last year. It only can go up from there. Were you down here in Vegas for the game against UNLV? I was here. Actually, I came back after my injury, and that was I came okay. back to play. Yeah. Okay. So that game. Yeah. It just is what it is. I mean, you only can do so much. I I did I did my part so much. It obviously hurts that we lost, and um, I was excited because it was it was. Uh, um, I hit three field goals that game, and I felt really good. I was like, if we won that game, I'm getting special teams player of the week. We won, I'm getting... And we, uh, it was just a heartbreaker. I mean, it is what it is. Um, it would have been nice to end the season on that, but just drives you more for the next season, you know? And then you see the way college football works. Yeah. They win the game. It's a massive win, and then they decide to make a change. So Marcus Arroyo on the way out, and now down here well, he, they've got a new coach. Yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think I think some people saw that coming, but I. But in a way, I think most people only care about the cannon. So the fact that they won and then they did yeah. it after it was a, it was a bold move. I mean, because you win the one important game of the year, right? That's yeah. the one game that you're circling on the schedule, and they did it right after. I mean, that's. Hopefully it works out for them, honestly. But uh, but it was crazy. Not against to you see guys, that. though, right? Uh, you don't want that for it to work out against you guys. Well, f not for us. For them, <laughs> for, just in yes, general, yes. is a team aspect yes. of it. But well, yeah. I think it's a sign that the goals are higher. While winning the cannon is a really big deal. Yeah, of course. In the past, sometimes it might have been like the second or third win of the season. They want to do a lot more here, and now they've got the stadium, they've got the facility, so they're they're looking for bigger things. Um, your counterpart in that game was Daniel Gutierrez. Did, do you, are, did you know him at all? No, I, well, I know of him. We yeah. talked to a couple times throughout games yeah. and whatnot, and like obviously I respect other kickers and, and what they do and whatnot. And he's he had a good season or a good good couple years or 
um, at UNLV did well, and, and, and yeah, he's, he's a solid kicker. Is there a kicker community? Like, especially in regions. You're a California guy, right? Yeah. I so mean, he was a Southern California guy. They've got I don't know uh, UNLV brought in another California guy in terms of one of their yeah. transfers. I only know kickers now, and I didn't talk to them as much when I was, like, a freshman and whatnot. But as you get older, you kind of become, like, buddies with the guys from the other teams. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm cool with Jonah Dalmas. I'm cool with Jack Browning from San Diego State. I'm cool, I'm cool with all those other guys. Abraham from Fresno State. Like, we're all cool with each other. And so whenever we go to play each other, like, we talk before the games and whatnot. Which is cool because before that it was always like, uh, it always felt like, like it was like oh a rivalry to where you can't talk to the other person. When yeah. I was like a freshman, right? right, right you right. don't you don't know better. You're just a freshman. And then as I'm getting older, like oh like these guys are actually cool on the field. Like you're competing and you're competing against each other. But they're they're cool guys just to hang out with and talk to on like I DM them all the time and just just like like their stories or whatever yeah, yeah. and it's just they're cool guys though so it doesn't sound like and maybe i'm wrong on this reading you incorrectly are you a massive fan of this rivalry like does it do you get into it big time with this UNLV one, oh, yeah, and I, Nevada I, or yeah, you're like, yeah, it's just football? No, this is a huge rivalry for yeah. sure. No, it's, it's, I, my freshman year when we lost to UNLV and the whole fight broke out, whatever, like I was devastated. Like I honestly yeah, felt like, rough. like I, I, well, being a freshman, you don't really know the rivalry, right? But when it happened, I was like, oh yeah, like this is my, this, this is what I want to be here for. Like, like after that, I was extremely invested. Like if we were to win that game, it'd probably be a little bit of a different story. But when we lost, I felt so much heartbreak. Everyone was so upset and whatnot. And, and it, that brewed something in me that made me, this rivalry meant something more to me. There you go. Brandon Talton, the kicker for Nevada. Glad to get him for the Reno audience on 94.1 in Reno. By the way, this hour is brought to you by our friends at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, offices in Reno, Henderson and Las Vegas, 766-1400, 775 in the north. Yeah, we uh, grabbed a couple of the players earlier in the day, so we'll talk to Mark Redmond, San Diego State tight end, who's a pro prospect, a little later in the show. I love this rivalry. I know you're into it. You're more of a, you know, I think I've been around here longer than you, or about the same amount of time, but uh, uh, long story short, um, you know, you were really kind of bred here, so you knew about the rivalry as a oh, younger yeah. guy than I did is what I'm trying to say. But, you know, since I've been here, I've come to appreciate it. And working around UNLV, it's just it's intense. It's super intense with the folks up in northern Nevada. And it's always good to get a player's perspective because so many of these guys on both sides are from California. So I'm, I'm sure a lot of them are like, who cares, you know, going in. But then you, you start to get it. And he referenced that he's on the roster. He's been around for a long time because he, he, uh, he's getting an extra year now. Um, that fight back in 2019 was a, a pretty crazy thing. Don't recommend that that should happen again. Some guys got way out of control. Suspensions were handed down, but if you didn't get it before that, you got it. Well, I think a lot of people actually out here ask the question, who cares about the rivalry? I mean, in the sense but that— But down here we have a lot of transplants. Um, I feel like— on my bit. Good. Do it. I was going to say they ask, who cares about Reno? Because it's a small podunk town that Las Vegas is so much better than. Okay. That's right. Welcome to, welcome to everybody who's listening. In. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a rivalry. We're talking about the rivalry aspect. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. My, my sister, my little sister, went to Reno initially yeah. out of high school, and she got, that was at the time, Diego was still in the onesie phase, got him a football onesie. He was like a little football, oh. but it was, it was a Reno one. <laughs> He's not wearing that. Get out of here. Really? Yeah. Never did. There he was go. also too big for it. So. Even the kids <laughs> are influenced by it. Damon? Um, here's my story. I remember the high school guidance council. They were doing trips up to Reno. Hey, if you guys want to check out the campus. And it was like, hey, do you want to do this? And I said, why would I want to go to Reno? 
I actually think the campus is nice. I, I feel like it's, why you don't get it, Steve. it's got a college feel. Well, I try to remain objective as well. <laughs> um, there are some media people here who have a different impression of Northern Nevada. I've had good experiences there. No one, attacked, no one has attacked. And that's the other thing is there are so many people who just been Carson City. buy into what they hear. I have a good time when I go out there, and uh, I do respect their passion for Wolfpack Sports. Five o'clock hours on the way. We'll continue here from Mountain West Conference Football Media Days. We're at Circa, JVT, Angel, Cofield, and back in our Finley Toyota studios, it is DeMond.